your heart, I follow your spirit. You are my master. You are my God. I your heart, I follow your spirit. You are my master. Hear your voice, we follow your spirit. 
keep hearing my voice and they follow me. We will not hear voices of strangers. We will follow your voice. We will follow your lead. We will follow. We will follow. We will follow. We will follow. You lead and we follow. We will not hear the voices of strangers. You are our master. You are our Lord. We will not hear the voices of strangers. We will not hear the voices of strangers. Your voice we will hear, Jesus. Your voice we will respond to, Jesus. We will not hear the voice of strangers. We will hear your voice. We will hear your voice. We are your servant. You are our shepherd. We are your servant. You are our shepherd.
I say you do not have a choice in this matter, you're thinking, oh, but I have a choice, I can choose. Yeah, 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 that's not what I'm talking about. You can choose. Huh? You can choose not to follow him. Huh? But he leads where? Destruction. So if we're thinking about life, you don't have a choice. Welcome to the Hope Universe, a live podcast with the catalyst of becoming and your destiny midwife, Dr. Hosea Tagara. Get ready for transformation, reformation, and destiny explosion until you become. Thanks for tuning in.
saints good evening good afternoon good morning wherever you are welcome 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 to hope universe i welcome you all to hope universe such a beautiful monday evening i hope i find you in perfect peace and you i hope you had a wonderful weekend 
welcome to yet another wonderful day that we are going to pray and hear the word of god hear the wisdom the mind of god from our father tonight how many are ready to pray how many are geared to pray tonight if you are ready to pray can i see some fire and some engagements some of you might be wondering why do we always come to encourage you to engage in the comment section but let me let me just let you know that it is those engagements that keeps our page growing so you have to keep on engaging uh, in the comment section uh, as you can see we are now on level four we were targeting level four we are now on level four and top ten in the whole world this is one of the most trending page on Podbean. so we thank God so let's continue pushing let's keep on pushing uh engaging in the comment section sending in any revelation that you pick and think that it might be relevant for somebody to see it or just to send in some love and some fire as the program progresses uh so thank you very much for your engagement we really appreciate the page is growing as you as we can all see uh let me just encourage you also to share this broadcast share this podcast with somebody let somebody know that hope universe is live on podbean let's share with our friends let's share with our families whether it's a church group here we don't do church we just do the word of god and pray it's an interdenominational it's got nothing to do with with any church so share in any church group that you might think let people know that hope universe is live somebody might be blessed and might receive a prophetic word or might get an answer of something that they are trying to understand in their lives so let's continue to share share with your friends and your family let them know let them know let them know hope universe is live thank you to those that are sharing we really appreciate let's continue to do so let's at least five people at least five people mostly on whatsapp let them know and uh, thanks to those that are that are partnering with us we really appreciate thank you very much uh kindly continue doing so because whatever that you are doing whatever that you are sending in your seeds your tithe your your offerings we really appreciate and they are helping us to keep on pushing and keep on going thank you very much so if you want to partner with us just go to the bottom of your screen there's a gift box that's there if you tap on it it will show you uh, it will it will lead you to, to and show you how you can partner with us so kindly do so if you feel that uh, uh, you want to send in your seed your offering or your tithe we really appreciate thank you for partnering with us and uh, if you haven't followed like i always say I encourage you to do so so that you can be notified of all our programs and all our content that we post here on Podbean. So kindly follow this podcast uh, so that you can be notified and you can also go to our wall anytime and you can uh, uh, listen and, and be blessed with a lot of content that's there. We are always up to date. We are always updating some new stuff. So kindly follow hope universe just go to the hope universe profile and you see an option to follow thank you very much for doing that 
for doing that to all that are that are following and to all that that are sharing let's continue to share let's continue to share to those that are just coming in we are we, we welcome you 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 thank you very much i see obed ended the live studio i see nana poku thank you very much we really appreciate i see elizabeth thank you very much for joining we welcome you to hope universe tonight is another night uh, our father is here he's going to bless us he's going to bless us so get ready gear up open up your heart and be ready to hear the word of god uh so right now we're going to have one more worship song before the man of god comes in prayer has already started we are already praying let's continue to pray let's continue to push in prayer and uh soon after that the man of god comes in so as this song is playing let's all engage let's all pray in the spirit as we gear up to hear the word of god thank you very much
Thank you, Lord Jesus. Greetings, 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 greetings. It's good to see every one of you today. Such a beautiful moment in the presence of God. I have no shadow of doubt. I have no atom of doubt in my spirit that God has something special. God has something special for you today. You might have been 
on Hope Universe before. But today is not like any other day. Days are not the same. Moments are not equal. Days are not the same. They might all be Mondays, but they are not the same. They might all be midnight crossovers, but they are not the same. They might all be Tuesdays, but they are not the same. Days are not the same. Moments are not equal. Certain moments are more pregnant with possibilities than others. There is a moment for you in this session that's going to change your life. The day that God will choose to change your life will come like a normal day. Yet in that day, God would have scheduled an outpour of a blessing that will make it extraordinary and stand out unforgettable. I want you to open up your heart and your spirit and your mind and I pray that your ears may be opened tonight to hear what the Spirit is saying not just what I'm gonna say but what the Holy Spirit will be saying to you may God open your ears because the ear is the reproductive organ of the spirit man the ear is the reproductive organ of the spirit man when God puts his word through your ears into your spiritual womb a divine conception is bound to happen tonight somebody will have an encounter with God we're connecting in this moment in time but you need to understand something that we could be in different time zones according to natural time but God desires that we come together in one spiritual moment time can be viewed in two dimensions there is the chronotic time and there is the kairos moment i would love to call them kairos moments chronotic time referring to the natural time we are able to measure according to the progression of life in the natural this is the time that puts us in different time zones this uses the units of measurement 
of seconds and minutes and hours and days and weeks and months and years and decades and centuries and millenniums. On the contrary, the Kairos moments are the measurement of time in the spirit. And today, if we will connect in this episode only in time, then we have failed. If we will just worship in time, then we have failed. The desire of God is that we worship in spirit. For the Father seeketh such they that worship Him in spirit and in truth. The Kairos moments are the measurement of time in the spirit. This is the God equivalent of our time. So as we say time in the natural, God says Kairos in the spirit. The incredible thing about Kairos moments is that everything in that realm is in a now moment. When you begin to look at the Kairos moments of God, which is the time measurement of God in the spirit, everything is in a now moment. This is the spirit time of God. You see, God dwells in eternity, even as we live in time. God dwells in eternity, even as we, as natural mortal men, live in time. Now, eternity means the past, the present, and the future, all existing in a now moment. Oh, how I long that God will give you a glimpse of eternity. Even as time in life is past, present, and the future, in the then, now, and the would be. You see, in time, we measure time in the present, in the past, and in the future. In the spirit realm, everything exists in a now moment that is the reason why when god appeared to moses <laughs> i feel the holy ghost when god appeared to moses in genesis uh, in in the book of um exodus as it begins moses is in time and he is asking a god in eternity who shall i say has sent me when I go to Pharaoh in the future. So Moses in the present is asking about what he was going to say in the future. But he's asking from a God who dwells in eternity. <laughs> and the God who dwells in eternity does not know how to adjust grammar according to natural time. If God was in the natural, he should have said to Moses, Moses, when you get to Pharaoh in the future, you shall say, I was. He sent me. Because the moment you will go to Pharaoh is going to be in the future. The moment I'm appearing to you now will be in the past. But God says to Moses, 
even though you're gonna go to Pharaoh in the future, say, I am a sent me. Because with God, there is no future. With God, there is no yesterday. Everything is in a now moment. I pray that we will not only have a moment in time, but we will be able to press into the now moment of God. When you enter into the now moment of God, God is able to then show you what time is saying shall happen. Eternity will reveal to you now what you are hoping to happen in the future. Eternity will reveal to you now. I hope you are still following me here. I hope you are, fo you are following me. Because we are in the physical and we are in the body. We are confined in the limitation of natural time. But God is spirit. So he is outside time. The Bible says in the book of Ecclesiastes chapter number 3. For everything under heaven. There is a. There is a time to every purpose under heaven. And a season to everything. So there is a season to everything under heaven. And a time to every purpose under heaven. What this means is that purpose, the purpose of God, the will of God, the agenda of God, the will of God, the purpose of God, as long as it's under heaven, is subject to time. But purpose above the heavens is not subject to time. The will of God above heavens is not subject to time. What I'm referring to as the will of God and the purpose of God above the heaven is the intent of God and the will of God in the spirit. Is the will of God. Before it is revealed to man. Everything is in our moment. The reason why I'm talking about Kairos moments here. I want to slide into to give you an understanding of what the Holy Spirit gave me is Kairos transitions, right? Kairos transitions or tra transitions or shifts in God's divine timings. This is a very important fundamental uh, thing we need to understand even as we are going to be dealing with positioning ourselves and pursuing divine mantles. So tonight I'm going to be dealing with positioning and pursuing mantles i don't know who is ready let me see fire if you are ready some of you are ready you understand what i'm talking about some of you might be hearing this for the first time but don't worry you will understand let me see fire if you are ready to catch a mantle in the spirit glory be to god but before we get to the core of understanding mantles you might want to understand what we are called kairos moments Kairos changes, Kairos transitions. Kairos transitions now, if you understand the difference between uh, Kairos time and chronotic time, now I want to establish what I call Kairos transitions. Kairos transitions are divine seasons. These are seasons of God and moments in which mantles and purposes of God and special graces of God are being transferred from one generation to another. 
from one time dispensation to the next glory be to God I want you to understand that prophetic signals are indicating that we are in a transitional time in the world today we are in a transitional time we we are we are going from one season into another season as you observe the calendar of God in the spirit so we are going to begin to see a departure of many great servants and many great women of God in different regions of the world in different nations and as this is beginning to happen you need to understand that the exit of another battalion of men means that there has to be a coming in of another group of men and women that God begins to put on guard and on the forefront to push his agenda and to push his purposes. I hope you're still tracking with me. And it becomes very critical that as these changes are beginning to happen, those that are exiting, they need to understand what to do and how to position themselves. And those that God is hoping to come in and take the position in this time of a change of God, they also need to be very sensitive and very wise and very aware of what's happening and they know what to do so that they don't miss God's seasons. So they don't miss God's Kairos moments, God's Kairos transitions. I pray for you that you will not miss your season. Karabado Sandaba. The now season of God during Kairos transitions, the now season of God, remember we are saying God dwells in eternity and to God there is no future. To God there is no yesterday. To God there is no, everything is in a now moment. Now, this Kairos season of God um, or this, this now moment of God is then aligned to natural time so that what God has already done in eternity, what God has already purposed to happen in the heavens, now can be done in the earth. I want you to understand that there are things that God has already prepared. There are things that God already done that are now supposed to be done in the earth. That's why Jesus in teaching the order of manifesting the kingdom of God, he says when you pray, not if, but when you pray, say your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven meaning to say the will of god is being done in heaven and there is a way the will of god is being done in heaven and the will of god that is being done in heaven has to also happen and has to be done in the earth and it is in kairos changes and transitions in times of transition that there is an opening of the portals of heaven and the will of god begins to be revealed in the earth not only to be revealed but revealed to be done glory be to god oh glory be to god glory be to god glory be to god in this season we are about to see the works and the ways of god being commended from one generation to another our takeoff scripture is going to be psalm 145 Psalm 145, verse number 4. Glory be to God. I hope 
you are trekking with me because it's gonna go it's gonna go we're gonna move a bit quicker and faster but sailing deep praise god psalm 145 verse number three great is yahweh and greatly to be praised oh, oh. oh our god is not a small god this god who dwells in eternity he is not a small god your god is not a small god he is a great god our god is a great god and because he's great he you cannot give a great god a small praise <laughs> you can't give a great god a small praise great is yahweh and greatly to be praised we ought to learn to give god the praise that is of his size when you say you're gonna praise god you got to learn to praise god at his level glory be to god you gotta praise god at his level glory be to god you got to learn to praise god at his level a great god a great god deserves my god a great praise a great god deserves a great praise his greatness is unsearchable <laughs> his greatness is unsearchable listen to verse number four now one generation will commend your works to another and will declare your mighty acts one generation shall commend your works to another good god almighty one generation shall commend your works shall praise your works shall make known glory be to god i hope you are trekking with me here i hope you are trekking with me i hope you are trekking with me one generation shall commend his works to another one generation shall commend his works to another one generation shall commend his works to another God's desire is never to do anything in one generation that is isolated to that generation the desire of God is that whatever God does in one generation is actually supposed to go beyond this that generation to the next generation the desire of god is to do a work in one generation that will be passed on to the next generation i decree and declare over your life that what god is doing in your life in this season shall not end with you the impact and the effect of what God is doing in your life shall not end with you. It shall impact your children, your children's children, and your great-grandchildren. What God is doing in your life, what God is doing in this episode, the impact shall outlive you. Glory be to God. Because one generation shall commend his works to another glory be to the name of jesus so like i mentioned earlier 
you need to understand this now that it becomes very important that as one generation is commending God's works to the other in other words as one generation is passing on the baton stick of God's doing to the next generation it becomes paramount and very critical very very important that the generations that are handing over what God is doing and the generation that is receiving what God is doing both of them should understand and have particular wisdom so that what God wants to be passed on is not aborted glory be to the name of Jesus glory be to the name of Jesus the word commend means to manifest <laughs> one generation shall manifest the works of God to another the word commend also means to expose the desire of God is that one generation should expose the works of God to another that word also means to explain glory be to God one generation shall explain the works of God to the next generation that word also means to make known one generation shall make known the works of God to the next generation he wants a progression of his works God wants a progression of his works a continuity of it of his works for continuity is closer in nature with his eternal nature continuity is closer in nature to his eternal nature therefore our minds especially as generational trailblazers I decree you a generational trailblazer Radabakabada. I declare you a generational frontrunner I wish I had a few here I declare you a generational frontrunner and a generational trailblazer and as a beginner of new things as a beginner of new things in your generation am I talking to somebody I see you beginning a new trend with God in your family I see you beginning a new trend in your family with God something new will start with you you are a trendsetter Tabiso. you are a pest setter in your generation you are a trailblazer you are a front runner but you need to understand that as a trailblazer as a front runner as a first fruit in a particular season with the dealings of God in your life you need to understand you need to understand the wisdom of transitions it's very very important that you understand the wisdom of transitions glory be to God it's very important that the generations in between must and should understand the wisdom of transitions Jesus Christ is a key figure in transitions our Lord Jesus Christ is a key figure and a great model in studying how to navigate seasons of change and transition He's the pivot of a changeover between testaments his life signifies the end of the law and the beginning of a dispensation of grace the Bible says the law was given by Moses but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ his life marks the end of the old covenant and the beginning of the new covenant 
there will never be a greater transition than that life is too short to learn everything firsthand neither do you need to experience everything that you know firsthand or by yourself there is a place in wisdom where one just needs to learn from those who have excelled in it in the years prior or in the season before and succeeded and how they did it even just as and this will give you even the same amount of wisdom and maturity like you have experienced it firsthand now when you look at the life of jesus and his transitional relationship with john in their generation i'm sure we are able to glean wisdom for transitional times we are able to glean wisdom for transitional times here are a few virtues and wisdom nuggets that stand out for me about transitional wisdom firstly for the going out and the handing over you need to understand this because these principles they work not only spiritually but even in any other aspect it could be organizationally it could be even in your prof professional journey you will be able to find wisdom in the things that i'm going to share with you right now so there is people in transitions there is people who are going out and the going out are supposed to hand over and then there is the coming in who are supposed to receive what is coming in but look at the example of john the baptist john recognizes jesus while both of them were still in their smallness and in obscurity you remember the portion of scripture where mary visits mary visits elizabeth that is in luke chapter luke chapter number one verse number 41 luke chapter number one verse number 41 to 44 when elizabeth heard mary's greeting the baby lived in a womb and elizabeth was filled with the holy ghost in a loud voice she exclaimed blessed are you among women and blessed is the child you bear but why am i so favored that the mother of my lord should come to me as soon as the sound of your greeting watch that now reached my ears the baby in my womb leaped for joy Karabada. the baby in my womb leaped for joy so we see john john is the baby in elizabeth jesus is the baby in mary but we see a recognition of each other an acknowledgement of each other while they are still in the womb i don't know if you're following me here in a world that teaches survival of the fittest it is critical to consider the wisdom of kingdom manifestation and demonstrate the height of spiritual sensitivity that we are seeing in this particular portion of scripture and it's amazing that john and jesus are already indicating connectivity and spiritual sensitivity before they are even born who told you that children are not spiritual who told you that spirituality 
is only a function of time in natural time in natural life john recognizes jesus before none of them is born i don't know if you're tracking with me here when people are still young and imaging in purpose even as you begin to rise in god's purpose for your life you need to watch this the temptation is to pull down others so that you can be visible oh i'm plowing here i'm plowing in some people's fields now the temptation of many people as they rise is to try to pull down others so that they can be visible they try to switch on other people's lights so that theirs can shine brighter but as we look closely at jesus and john we learn a powerful principle giving others their proper place does not intimidate the does not threaten the position you are supposed to occupy giving others their proper place does not threaten the position you are supposed to occupy i repeat that giving others even though both of you are still in the same level giving others their proper place does not threaten the place and the position you are supposed to occupy i'm convinced that speaking well of those who are doing well and who are manifesting signs of greatness is a sign and an indicator that you have potential to be in their class only people who cannot be in your class can then feel intimidated by you but if you believe that you can be or you are in the same class with that particular person why would you feel intimidated by another one isn't this amazing that both of them they are still embryos they are still fetuses in their parents womb both of their potential is still unseen both of their potential has not yet been put on a platform but john picks the signal of the significance of jesus christ in the womb of his mother and he kicked he leaped it was so distinct that elizabeth though older in age by more than half a century realized that the mother of her lord had visited him if john would celebrate jesus in infancy the people that god is going to raise in this season ought to learn they have to learn to cultivate they have to learn to normalize a character and attitude of celebrating others even in their images you want to learn to celebrate others you see what you celebrate in the life of another god will make it happen in your life what you celebrate in the life of another god will make it happen in your life let me see fire if you're still here let me see fire if you're still here this is very relevant given the fact that you will realize that most of the times most of the times when god raises people 
they don't appear alone when god raises people they don't appear alone moses will have Aaron. joshua will be in the generation of moses even if the other one is going to take the mantle from the other but they will appear in the same generation and for the full manifestation of what god wants to do there has to be a sense of cooperation and the revelation of the progressiveness of God's purpose. Oh, good God Almighty. I hope somebody is still following me here. I hope somebody is still following me here. Let me break this down and then we start cruising. I'm so blessed by John and Jesus and how they transitioned. It's amazing. I'm so amazed by John and Jesus how they transitioned. If you follow the life of John down the journey, right at the peak of John the Baptist's ministry, while John's Baptist's ministry is now at the peak, <laughs> Jesus begins to appear. The Bible records an account in which the disciples of Jesus were baptizing more disciples than those of John. <laughs> this could be interpreted as, like we could say, the disciples, I mean, the disciples' expectation was that John was going to feed their insecurity. You understand? All of a sudden, John is the first one to come on the scene. He's followed by many people. He's in the wilderness. People are flocking to the wilderness. He has disciples. And on one of those days, remember, Jesus came while John was baptizing. <laughs> and John even baptized Jesus. Can you believe it? John even baptized Jesus. And John says, Behold the Lamb of God who taketh away the sins of the world. And at some point, actually that is in John 3.26, and they come to John and say to him, Rabbi, you who was with you beyond the Jordan, to whom you have testified, behold, he is baptizing. And all are coming to him. <laughs> the disciples of John were complaining that Jesus was baptizing and many people were now going to be baptized by Jesus. Though Jesus himself was not baptizing. I want you to mark the response of John. It blows your mind. John says, he must increase <laughs> but i must decrease what what a wisdom of transitional time i pray for fathers i pray for mothers in our time i pray for those that god has used in the time prior but you know what we begin to understand that god's doing God's doings and God's dealings are progressive. And you will not always be on top and the best thing that has ever happened in Christendom forever. At some point, you might want to understand that God will still raise another. But what is going to be your attitude when God begins to raise another? See, when we were, when we were growing up, we would, tell, we would raise some uh, some 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 hens chicken you know at home and this is what would happen you would also have some of these chickens 
these hands after laying eggs it would start eating the eggs breaking the eggs that the the hen has laid it's amazing how we have fathers and mothers who are so intimidated by the emergence of a younger generation of ministers as if they were never younger before as if they were never younger before when i say younger i'm not talking about age i'm talking about people that are stepping into god's purposes and god's agenda for their lives it's amazing how many leaders are deliberate about feeding the self-ambitious insecurity of their followers the followers of john were insecure and i thank god that their leader john was not ready to feed their insecurity at that moment <laughs> he blew their balloon and he says you know what i'm actually ready to decrease so that that one that you are insecure about should increase <laughs> the kingdom of god requires men and women that understand the kingdom of god requires men and women that understand wisdom for transitional times if you are the one who is checking out if you are the one who is supposed to hand over one generation shall commend his works to another you might want to have a circumcised heart you might want to have a heart that is circumcised rotondo bokobada that is able to say to the incoming generation increase as we decrease if you are a mother and a father biologically you you might want to have this kind of attitude an attitude that raises your children that says my son increase my daughter increase as i decrease it is a tragedy when in times of transition movements are led <laughs> and they are in the the move of god and the kingdom of god is in the hands of immature but gifted self-ambitious people immature self-ambitious but gifted people I have discovered that wisdom and maturity is not just a factor of a function of time. A person can be bowed-headed, pot-bellied, long-bearded, but very childish, very immature in the things of the spirit. And a person can be young and yet so gray-headed in the spirit. I pray for you. I declare the spirit of maturity upon your life. I declare the spirit of maturity karabadabaya I declare the spirit of maturity upon your life the spirit of wisdom you have to reject insecurity if god is going to use you in your time if god is going to commend you in your time you want to be a person who outgrows insecurity be so secure in who you are Oh, yeah, be so secure in who you are that it takes a lot to be intimidated 
Because the greatness of another does not subtract on who you are. Jada. The greatness of another does not subtract on who you are. Be so secure in who you are. Oh my God. Be so secure and so confident of who God has created you to be. That you are not intimidated by anybody else through whom God is doing whatever he's doing. We see even a deeper manifestation of wisdom in the life of David and Saul. Remember, though David knew the weakness of Saul, he knew beyond the shadow of doubt that inevitably he was the next earmarked by God to take over from the rejected king Saul. Because the prophetic revelation had come from a, a very credible prophet, prophet Samuel. Yet he still was not intentional about fast-tracking his rising. He was not ready to replace Saul before God's time. I love it in 1 Samuel 24 verse 10 when he says, Look this day, your eyes have seen that the Lord delivered you into my hand in the cave. And someone edged me. Someone encouraged me to kill you. Someone encouraged me to kill you. But my eye spared you. <laughs> and I said, I will not stretch out my hand against my Lord, for he is the Lord's anointed. In 1 Samuel 26, verse 9 to 11 again, But David said to Abishai, Do not destroy him, for who can stretch out his hand against the Lord's anointed and be guiltless? David said, furthermore, as the Lord lives, the Lord shall strike him. Or this or his day shall come to die, or he shall go out to battle and die there. But the Lord forbid that I should stretch out my hand against the Lord's anointed. Look at that wisdom. That is David. He knows that Saul is rejected. He knows that he is the next incoming. I wonder how many leaders and people would have such a character, such a patience, such an integrity to let transition have its full course, even in view, even in view of a preceding leader that God has rejected. I've, I've seen this happening in church, in politics, in institutions of all sorts, resulting in coups and boardroom coups and church splits and many heartbreaking transitional vices. But you see, good God Almighty, the second wisdom that you need to have, second wisdom that you need to have, like I said, know who you are and know who you are not. In times of transition, it's very important to know who you are and who you are not. One of the greatest challenges in this generation and the ones to come is going to be discovering and understanding your authentic God-created identity. It's going to be very critical for you if you are going to become the fullness of who God called you to be to discover your authentic self. Who are you in God? in the coming episodes I'm going to be dealing with your identity but I have a few 
material that I have put up there already loaded, available for your download. On understanding, how do you understand your identity? It's going to be very, very critical to know who you are and who you are not. I have observed a rise in the comfort of seeking to get a definition or a sense of identity from some figures and icons in history that have a great reputation. So people try to get an identity by associating with some people here and there, you know, especially if those guys have good reputation and so forth and they are celebrities and they are big names so much so that i've seen even a rise in people you know a rise in people running around all over and everywhere looking for so-called spiritual fathers but in their seeking of spiritual fathers it's not a seeking that is spiritually laid they are looking for popular people already on the public platform to associate themselves with those people give themselves leverage and that has never been god's protocol of raising people that really make a difference in a generation that might be human wisdom it might work but i don't see any pattern of that in the bible in the natural we have evidence that you don't need your father to be prominent for you to be prominent if destiny is called due to a place of greatness, even if your father is a silent farmer somewhere in some sticks of Africa, you will still rise up to become who you are. Who if he knows the father of Obama? Raised by a single mother without a present father, he still rose to become the president of one of the most powerful nations in the world. The intention being to build a credit using the goodwill of that person as much as this glory of association can afford one some temporary credentials and some uh, uh, some temporary destiny and some temporary purpose you, you need to understand that destiny and purpose will demand that one should tap into the real flow of who they are destiny and purpose is going to demand that you tap into the originality and the authenticity of who you are i'm not here to pamper your emotions or to excite you. I'm here to help you develop roots, to have a foundation upon which God can build a man and a woman that can be a mover and a shaker in your generation. I declare you will be a mover. You will be a shaker. You are a pillar in your generation. In the name of Jesus. The challenge is that if you do not know who really you are, as you manifest, people will define you according to their expectation. I need to repeat this. If God gives you an opportunity to rise and you don't know who you are and you don't know who you are not, people will define you according to what they were expecting, not according to who you are. You know what they said about John? <laughs> they came to John as he's beginning to rise and they revealed how they were mistaking him for Christ. Listen to this. 
they were obviously the whole of israel was was waiting for the messiah and they were expecting as john began to rise they were expecting him to be the christ the bible says in luke chapter number three trying to open this one luke chapter number three fifteen the people were waiting expectantly mark those words they were waiting expectantly and they were all wondering in their hearts if john might possibly be the christ john answered them all i baptize you with water but one more powerful than i will come the tongues of whose sandals i'm not worthy to, un to, to untie he will baptize you with the holy spirit and with fire his winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his barn. But he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. <laughs> they were wondering, is he the Christ? Is he the Christ? Listen to this. Never let the expectation of people force you into a mold of who you are not never let the expectation of people force you to become who you are not you need to come to grips with who you are in christ that's why you need to spend as much time as possible in the presence of god it is in the presence of god that we discover our identity remember god created man in his own image and after his likeness god created men in his own image and after his likeness oh my god oh my god god created men in his own image and after his likeness that means when i press into god there is a place in god where i am going to encounter god but because i'm made in the image of god that means there's something about my identity that is in god there is a revelation of my identity that is in let me see fire if you're still trekking with me here. Let me see fire if you're still trekking with me. My God, my God, my God. Ooh. Karabado Ratabakabada. Refuse to be forced to become who God has never intended you to be. Because people are putting pressure on you. Know who you are. Know who you are in Him. Know who you are in God. Spend as much. It's worthy to invest hours and hours and hours in the presence of God until you have a full grasp of who you are in God. My God, my God, my God, my God. My God, my God, my God. Ooh. Now I'll give you 15 things that you need to remember in transition. <laughs> 15 things that you need to remember in transitional times. Firstly, in all that happens, seek to preserve a clear conscience. Seek to preserve a clear conscience. There are many who have shipwrecked their faith and seared their hearts and consciences by trying to arrive quickly or rather by paul talks about having 
preach the gospel with a clear conscience i'm not talking about doing what is permissible or what is, i'm talking as you do what you do keep checking your heart do you still have a clear conscience as you let the peace of god that surpasses all understanding guard your heart and your mind in christ jesus this wisdom for transitional times does not only apply spiritually it also applies even relation as a person as a single lady transitioning into marriage how do you manage that transition or as a single man transitioning into marriage how do you manage that transition as an unemployed person looking to get into employment how do you transition seek to preserve a clear conscience number one number two seek the pleasure of god and do not be pressured by people seek the pleasure of god and do not be pressured by people number three uproot any seed of self-glory in your heart in all that you do when you are going through transitional times you want to make sure that your heart is emptied of any self-glory agenda you want to make sure that you are seeking to glorify god with your life and in all that you do number four what do you do when you're in transition ask when in doubt if you're not sure spend time in the presence of god inquire in the presence of god number five surround yourself with godly counsel the bible says in the multitude of counsel they serve it in the multitude of counsel they serve it surround yourself with godly counsel you need to seek the counsel and the company as much as i'm talking about surrounding yourself with godly counsel you also want to understand that the counsel the company and the comfort of the holy spirit is supposed to be more important to you than that of men you need the counsel of god the counsel of the holy spirit the comfort of the holy spirit was transitional times can be very rough believe you me transitional times can be very rough you can be mistaken you can be mislabeled you can be attacked but during those transitions you need the comfort of the holy spirit you need to keep company with the holy ghost or randa bakaya you need to value the company of the holy spirit there are many that have aborted their transitions because their relationship with god was weaker than the challenges they were going through and next you need to keep the purpose of god in view in the middle of warfare transitional times can be warfare times times of transition can be times of terrible and intense warfare but even though you are in warfare keep your eyes on the ball keep your eyes on the assignment keep your eyes on the assignment keep your eyes on the assignment even in warfare keep your eyes on the agenda where do you want to end keep destiny in view close your ears to what is not the voice of purpose close your ears not every voice are you supposed to listen to especially in transitional times 
Don't waste time and energy explaining yourself to critics. Don't waste your time and energy explaining yourself to critics. You need to understand that critics are not looking for an explanation. Critics are seeking your quitting. They are not looking for an explanation. There is no explanation you can ever give to a critic that will make them understand. If you are too sensitive to every criticism, you will not walk into the fullness of what God has ordained you to walk into. As you decide to quit your job to start a business, somebody will criticize that move. When you decide to be to move out of being single to commit to marriage, your single friends that you were used to um, to, to do moves and, and maneuvers with, they are going to criticize you. Transitional times are infested with criticism. You will be criticized by those who are in the level that you are exiting. Those you are living in the previous level will criticize you. You will be criticized by those who are in the level where you are going. Criticism is inevitable. It's the fruit of champions. Know that the glory of the next level is greater than the transitional glory. Know that the glory of the next level is greater than the transitional glory where you are I have come to prophesy over your life your letter shall be better than your former your glory shall be more than where you are coming from your best days are not behind you let this energize you in this time of transition my God say less and do more when you are going through transition you don't want to speak with words only speak words in the atmosphere but say less to people do more say less do more let your actions speak louder in fact actions are the best way to respond they are the best language to answer critics action and results are the best way to answer critics critics are not looking for your explanation they want to abort the assignment let your actions and your results answer back your critics when they say she will not make it say less and do more let your success answer them back i declare a season of results for you a season of greater results I declare a season of greater results for you in the name of Jesus I declare a great a season of speaking results that which you saw that which you heard that which you believed results are coming I decree results are coming in the name of Jesus results are coming results will answer back your critics they were criticizing your relationship with god they were criticizing whether you were called or not they were criticizing whether you were anointed or not they were criticizing whether you are marriage material or not let your results speak 
Let your result, I prophesy and declare your result to speak louder in the name of Jesus. Be careful of the covenant commitments you make in transition. Be very careful of the covenant commitments you make in transition. Be careful and be prayerful about the covenant commitments you make during your transitional times. Good God Almighty. Be careful, Nana. Be careful of the covenant commitments you make in transitional times. Rebe de Bozo, la Cataliba de Abaha, Zopera do Coba de Azaba. I'm giving you wisdom for transitional times. Pere de Bosoba, I'm giving you wisdom for transitional times. Rede Beka Sondabaya. And the Holy Spirit say, value process as much as you value the miraculous. During times of transition, value process as much as you value the miraculous. Value process as well. As much as you value the miraculous, also value process. That means patience. And patience. Faith, patience and faith have to work together. Patience and faith have to work together. Oh, let me see fire if I'm helping somebody here. Value process as much as you value the miraculous. Because God still works supernaturally even in process. I'll give you this last one. My God, my God, my God. My God, my God, my God, my God. I'm about to take this deeper now. Marabadaya. The last one that I will give you as a wisdom for transitional times is this one. Capture moments as you go. Someone will need them in the future. Capture moments as you go. Someone will need them in the future. I want you to know that your future is going to be so glorious that if you don't have evidence of where you're coming from, people will not believe that by this time you were where you are now. Some of you need to take some selfies right now of yourselves. You need to make sure you get a photographer to capture the moment because where you are going, you shall need the evidence. You shall need the evidence of where you are coming from because your future will be so glorious that it will not look like your past. I said your future is going to be so glorious that it will not look like your past. It will be so unbelievable. The car you are driving right now and where God is taking you, it will be so unbelievable. You might need to take some photos. Where you are staying right now, you might need to take some photos. Ah, The texture of your skin. I wish you knew the power of what destiny holds for you. I wish you knew the power of what destiny holds for you. Arabadoko sodabakaba. Am I talking to somebody here? 
Am I talking to somebody? Let me see fire if you're trekking with me. Let me see fire if you're trekking with me. So times of transitions, they need wisdom. The Bible says in, book, in the book of Hosea, chapter number uh, 13. Hosea, chapter number 13. The pains of a woman are coming on for him to be born. But Ephraim is, is, is an unwise son. For when it is time to be born, he does not come to the place where unborn children break forth. Mandabaka Baba. If you're still trekking with me, let me see fire in the comment section. If you're still trekking with me, let me see fire in the comment section. If you're still trekking with me, let me see fire in the comment section. If you're still trekking with me, let me see fire in the comment section. Come on. Who is still with me here? Who is still with me? If you're still trekking with me, let me see fire in the comment section. Barando Soko Badiaba. Who? If you're still trekking with me, let me see fire in the comment section. Let me see fire in the comment section. If you are trekking with me. Let me see fire in the comment section. So times of transition like we are in, I told you, there's a change of God that is happening. There's a change of God that is happening in the spirit. And God says I should position some people. Because they are mantles that are about to fall. They are mantles that are about to fall. There are mantles that are about to fall. In this season, mantles are falling. Good God Almighty. I've said this story again and again. About 12 years ago, I was in a city called Whitbank in South Africa. And I had a vision in the night. I saw myself in a hall. And we were three of us with two other ministers in my generation. And three angelic beings walked, walked into that hall. And they demanded of us to share our prophetic convictions concerning our generation and our time. I did not know what to say. The first two of my colleagues spoke. And I still did not know what I was going to say. And when my turn came, by the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, I opened up my mouth. And I said, exactly a hundred years ago, a man by the name William Seymour stood up in a meeting. And he declared that a hundred years to come, God was going to raise a prophetic move, a prophetic generation, who were going to be champ to champion a move of God in our, 
in their generation and i began to speak a couple of more things when i finished sharing one of those angelic beings started saying he said something profound he says in every generation there are suspended mantles in every generation they are suspended mantles that are looking for individuals with the right heart desire and who are postured correctly to receive those that mantle every generation is suspended prophetic mantles and I, there is a reason why i started explaining transitions and kairos moments of god you need to understand that the purposes of god and the will of god and the works of god are meant to be passed on and to be done across generations there are certain things that god will start in one generation that he will not finish in, finish in that generation it has to be finished in the next and probably three generations down the line and he will anoint one man probably to start that assignment and because careers of assignments careers of god's purpose careers of god's divine mantles have got an expiry date they are mortal people but the mantle does not die so when a man carrying a mantle dies the mantle does not die and there then is set in motion a transitional period where that mantle is supposed to be activated in the life of another person so that what god started can be continued and can be finished historically a mantle was a piece of cloth that a priest or a prophet would cast upon himself or would be cast upon him by someone higher in rank than him it could easily be understood and interpreted interpreted by the one who has it it would be known by the giver and those who were meant to benefit from that mantle would be given would have the knowledge of what mantle it was so if you would look at a man a priest or a prophet or a king and you look at the piece of cloth that he has as part of his cup, you would know that this man is a prophet this man is a king this man is a priest now in our context as kingdom people kingdom responsibility but before i come to this you need to understand that a mantle was given for a specific responsibility it was a symbol a token of an assignment a special grace a special assignment upon that man in our time you need to understand that kingdom responsibility is the purpose of god and the will of god mantles are not for religious pride god does not cause a mantle to come upon you so that you can just be proud you know that i carry a mantle mantles are for kingdom responsibility and if you if you're gonna pursue one in this season you might want to get that straight glory be to the name of jesus you might want to get that very very clearly you see when a man carrying a mantle dies 
is very important. When a man carrying a mantle dies, there are three possibilities that can happen around the end of the life of a man or a woman that is carrying a mantle. There are three possibilities that can happen around the end of the life of a man carrying a mantle. The first thing that can happen is that God will avail a successor before the person dies and the successor will take over with an opportunity of mentorship. That is what God will do. As the end of the life of the man carrying the mantle is coming, is coming God will raise his successor. And this man will mentor the successor before he even goes. So we are going to look closely at Elijah and Elisha as a model. The second possibility is that the man that is carrying the mantle can die. And then after he has died, the Lord will immediately raise the successor. So the man dies, he dies without a successor. He dies and nobody knows who is his mantle or who did God give his mantle. But immediately afterwards, God raises a successor. Or thirdly, when such a one dies, no one comes immediately. But after a prolonged period of time, after a long period of time, now, <laughs> I'm going to show you a few deep things here in less than 10 minutes before this session is over. In the case of Elijah and Elisha, the mantle of Elijah, oh, I feel the anointing. The mantle of Elijah was a strong mantle. And Elijah had sons of the prophets that he was raising. He had prophetic schools. And Elijah, besides having these prophetic schools, Gilgal, and so forth and so forth, he also, the other time he's passing by, and he cast his mantle. Oh, he cast his mantle upon Elijah. He didn't say anything to him. He just cast his mantle upon Elijah. The language of the mantle was loud enough for Elijah to leave his farming career and start following Elijah. Elijah even said to Elijah, Why are you following me? What have I done to you? Mantles have got a language that can persuade better than words. I have learned that people that have been touched by your mantle can easily follow than people you tried to convince to follow you. Karabadaya. People that have been touched by your mantle, they can easily follow you than people you tried to convince to follow you. Elijah bent the yokes that he was using to plow this family I'm leaving. I'm following this man. Elijah gave him a reason to go back but he pursued it. You see, if you're gonna catch a mantle in this season, you need to understand that there is a price to pay. The price to catch a mantle is called pursuit. Mantles ought to be pursued. Uh, I think I need to work this for two minutes. My God, my God, my God. Mantles have to be pursued. Mantles have to be pursued. And you need to know how to pursue a mantle. Glory be to God. 
Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. You see, one of the ways you pursue a mantle is to be a prayerful person. Every mantle has a character demand. Every mantle has a character demand. And it is through prayerfulness that you position yourself for a mantle. Any mantle that comes from God, you can't receive it in carnality. My God, my God, my God, my God, my God. There are some double portion people that are here that God is about to cause to catch and to get to function in an unusual mantle. Mantles of revelation will fall tonight. Mantles will fall tonight. This week is going to be a week of mantles. I'm telling you. There are mantles that are going to be falling and it's going to be it's going to be fantabulous. Radebakasabaya. But double portion people have to have their eyes fixed and their hearts set. Sabaya on God through prayer. My God, my God, my God, my God, my God, my God. You got to learn how to pursue. You got to learn how to pursue your mantle. You need to learn how to pursue a mantle. You see, one of the ways the devil will disrupt what God wants to do in the next generation is to cause a sense of offense to those that are supposed to receive a double portion. When God wants you to receive a mantle from a particular servant of his, he will give you an opportunity it might be a crack. It might be a once-off chance. But if you are sensitive, you will know it. It might be a once-in-a-lifetime of opportunity. But when you sense it, you have to pursue that mantle. Mantles have to be pursued. You cannot receive a mantle from a leader that you are offended with. You cannot receive a mantle from a, from a servant of God. Or a man or a woman that you despise. Are you following me? You cannot receive a mantle from a man or a woman that you despise. As you pursue your mantle, you want to make sure that your heart is postured right. Glory be to God. You want to protect your heart from offense. You want to protect your heart from despise. You want to protect your heart from offense. And you want to protect your heart from despise. You cannot receive a mantle from a man or a woman that you despise. Learn to pursue your mantle. My God, 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 my God. Make sure your pursuit of your mantle is not going to be hindered by the fear of rejection. Many people fear rejection and because they fear rejection, they miss a moment to pursue a mantle that God has ordained to be their inheritance. Glory be to God. Be careful that your pursuit is not going to be hindered by the fear of rejection. Rejection is food for champions. Rejection is food for champions. Any great man and woman was rejected somewhere. I'm, I'm teaching good here. I'm teaching good. Anybody that has ever achieved anything was rejected somewhere. 
You cannot pursue your mantle and not fear and be afraid of rejection. Rejection is food for champions. Rejection is a blessing in disguise. Sometimes it actually makes it actually disconnects you from committing to what was less than God's best for you. Rejection makes you available for the best that life is bringing. I prophesy over somebody here. God says, I should tell you, you shall thank God that they rejected you. You shall thank God that guy rejected you. You shall thank God they rejected you because if you were not rejected, you would not have been available for what's coming your way. Dust yourself up and come out of that depression because of a heartbreak. You will thank God that you were rejected. I prophesy over your life. One day, you will cry tears of joy when you meet again with your rejecter. When you look at who God would have made you and who they still remained as, you will thank God they rejected you. Sometimes it's actually destiny itself that repels certain people out of your life. You got to learn to pursue your mantle. You got to learn to pursue your mantle. You got to learn to pursue your mantle. And your pursuit should never be mistaken for a sign of weakness. Well, sometimes your critics will try to criticize you and, and, and try to make you feel like you're weak because you're pursuing a mantle. Pursuit is not a form of weakness. Pursuit is proof of passion. Pursuit is proof of passion. Show me what a person is pursuing and I will show you what they are passionate about. Radebakaya. Pursuit will perfect your character. Your character is going to be perfected in the process of pursuit. Some of you are here every night because you know what you are pursuing. What you don't realize is that God is already shaping your character. He's already developing disciplines in you. And those disciplines will decide your distinctions. It is as we pursue that our character is formed by God. You shall not be cheated. You shall not be cheated of what you are pursuing. You shall not be cheated of what you are pursuing. My God, my God. Don't be deceived by non-pursuers. Non-pursuers who have nothing. But those who pursue mantles, they will not be disappointed. They will not be disappointed. People in pain cannot easily pursue mantles. They are too sensitive. People who are afraid cannot pursue mantles. My God. People who are angry cannot pursue mantles. People who are offended cannot pursue mantles. You're going to empty your heart of these things. Mandoko Badiazaya, Paradebakasa, Rebena Soba. If you have not followed this particular channel, 
this particular podcast i want you to click hope universe now so that when i restart the session i'm going to be praying now and I'm, i'll be activating some things i'm going to be activating some things i'm going to be activating some things this coming session is going to be hot this coming session is going to be hot it's going to be hot this coming session is going to be hot you want to make sure you join back quickly because i don't have much time if you jump in later you're going to miss a lot you want to make sure that you reconnect quickly as soon as i restart this session because we're going into the hot session now i'm going to shake the tree and the fruits are going to fall down we're going to shake the tree in the spirit and the fruits are going to be falling you're going to be in the front row you're going to be the first one to jump in the waters are going to be steered and the first one to jump in good god almighty those that jump in first oh you're jumping into some things sense an anointing here preachers who like no never seen in this generation are gonna rise prophets like never seen in this generation apostles like never seen glory be to god entrepreneurs like never seen business people like never seen they are going to be activated right here right now